English 327 and welcome to week four. Wow, can you believe we're already in week four? How did a month go by? That's crazy. Anyway, welcome to week four. And uh, this week we're going to be looking at the letter poem, also known as the epistle poem, the epistle. And um, I'm going to read for you the assignment, poem number four. Sorry, poem assignment number four. The letter poem. You can follow along with me. In her essay, The Education of the Poet, Louise Glick writes that her preference from the beginning has been the poetry that requests or craves a listener, and that she reads to feel addressed. Just as all first-person speaker poems are, in a way, persona poems, so too are they letter poems, in that an I is always addressing a you who may be the reader, the cosmos, or even the speaker themselves. However, in a true letter poem or epistle, the speaker addresses a particular person, a particular person, on a particular subject or occasion. Although traditionally epistles are limited to human addressees, yours need not be. You may, for example, choose to write a letter poem to an abstract idea or concept. Before writing, ground yourself in the poem's characters and occasion. Who is addressing whom and why? All poems should begin in urgency, but there should be a particular urgency to the address in this poem. Why does the I need to address this particular you at this particular moment in time? If this question is answered in the poem, the nature, nature of the relationship will become clear to your reader, who should have the feeling of having eavesdropped on something personal. So um, I've given you um, a link here to the education of the poet Louise Glick is a, um, a Nobel Prize winning poet, actually. She won the, won the new Nobel Prize in literature um, for uh, 2020. Um, and that's a famous essay. And if um, you're going to become a poet, I suggest you you read this this essay. Um, it's required reading for all po students of poetry. Um, and she talks about how in this essay she talks about how she's always um, preferred poetry that requests or craves a listener. Um, she prefers poetry that feels like a secret that's being told to her, whispered to her. Um, she prefers a poetry that, that somehow speaks to her directly and a speaker who speaks to her directly. Um, and she lists a few examples. She gives T.S. Eliot and particularly the love song of J. Alfred Prufrock. Um, as an example of a poet and a poem that um, addresses or speaks directly to her. And she gives the example of Wallace Stevens, another modernist poet, American poet, who um, writes much more abstractly. And she gives, she puts him in the category of a, a poet who doesn't necessarily um, address a particular you or the reader her, herself, Louise Glick. Um, so 
for this week, I, I say here, I think that in some ways all first-person speaker poems are persona poems, and they're also letter poems. Um, as, as I said last week, the eye of a poem is always a persona. Um, it's always a kind of character, even, even when the eye is autobiographical, even when you're writing about your life, um, about your own feelings or thoughts or ideas, the eye is still in this work of art that is somehow separate from you, even though you created it. So the eye is a character of sorts. Um, by the same token, I think we can say, um, if you have an eye in a poem who's speaking, by default, that eye is speaking to someone um, or something, right? Um, even, even themselves possibly, um, like an interior monologue, right? So um, all poems in a way that with a first person speaker are letter poems, also persona poems. Um, and as I say here too, epistles traditionally, uh, epistles were limited to human addressees. Um, but for this assignment, you don't have to. Um, address uh, uh, another human. Um, you you have your choice here. You can you can be creative, and you'll see some examples on Blackboard of both human addressees and inhuman addressees, and ideas and concepts that are addressed. Um, okay, so I'm going to take you. I'm going to actually read for you. Um, a poem. I don't consider it uh, an epistle. I mean, I didn't. I shouldn't say that. I don't. I didn't consider it an epistle or an, a letter poem as I was writing it. Um, I actually consider it an elegy. Um, but it's also uh, there's an I in this poem who's addressing a particular you on a particular occasion, and so I'm going to offer it as an example of an epistle poem or a letter poem. And I'll give you the link in the lesson plan, and you can follow along with me as I read. Um, you'll scroll down to the beginning, i uh, sorry, to the end. The, the poem is at the end of this page. And it's called Elegy with a Cameo Appearance by Linda Ronstadt. Um, Linda Ronstadt, if you don't know, was a singer, like a, a folk pop, well, not, fo not pop, folk, I guess, country folk singer from the 70s, um, 80s. Um, she's wonderful. Um, I listened to her a lot via my father when I was growing up. So this is Elegy with a Cameo Appearance by Linda Ronstadt for my father. You aren't dead, but something in the honeyed scythe of her voice smote me there in the middle of Target, left me weeping in the aisles mourning you, and by extension, mourning myself, remembering how you would lift each record like a skiff and place it gently on the table, adjusting the needle's arm until the crackle of music began. I love the skips the most, how you would grumble, cursing, knocking on a shelf, how a minute would repeat in an endless motorcade of hours. And this was called childhood as I understood it. 
Neither of you was gone. Yet at that moment, my own life skipped. And for a moment, I heard its silence. So there you are, a, um, an epistle, I'm going to call it. Also an elegy. Um, an elegy for one who has not yet died, which is kind of odd. I actually got this idea from Natasha Trethaway, who was the Poet Laureate a few years back, several years back. And um, she has a poem in which she, uh, an elegy for her father, who's still living. Um, so there you go. And in a way, it becomes sort of a self-elegy by the end. Elegy, self-elegy by extension. So there you go. Um, I think that's uh, the, the assignment should be pretty clear. Um, on Blackboard, you have um, some examples of, of poems. Um, and um, you can certainly look up some of your, um, some on your own. And uh, I'll give you a, a link um, to the search uh, the categories in uh, Epistle in Poetry on Poetry Foundation and Poets.org. And um, yeah, that's it. So have fun with the uh, letter poems. Um, I wanted to tell you one other thing, and you'll probably be getting an email about this from me shortly, uh, maybe sometime this week. Um, April 29th and 30th, at the end of April, Next month, we're talking about doing a student reading performance. Um, Dr. Erin Angelo and Dr. Amy Gottfried, um, their students, um, Dr. Gottfried's uh, fiction students, are going to do um, some dramatic interpretations, I understand, of her work. And they've invited this course to, um, to read their poems, to, to read your poems as well. Um, so I thought that would be something fun. We'll do this over Zoom. It'll be virtual, of course, um, April 29th and 30th. You'll get more information in an email from me. All right. Thank you all. Have a wonderful week. And um, again, always here if you have any questions, let me know. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you.